How about this fucking team right here? Dustin Brown, short-handed for LA. Score! Here is Goligoski. He gets leveled at the blue line by Dowdy. Food for it, cheer for uh, Kind of like it. Richard puts it in front. Carter scores! Well done, boy. There's some swagger. Push come to shove. We're going to get it done. This is for you, Kings fans, wherever you may be. Hey everybody, welcome to the Thanks Bud podcast, or mini podcast I should say, for the playoffs. We've been doing these after each game. One thing actually I realized earlier today is the problem with doing a mini podcast after each game is that we have to force ourselves to watch them, and the series has been very tough to watch, um, except for I think this game actually turned out to be pretty exciting. Like I, I mean, the outcome sucked, they lost 4-3 in overtime, but... I thought this game was a lot more interesting than the first two. Oh, for sure, since the Kings actually showed up and played a game of hockey. And I use the words watch this game loosely because I watched a lot of uh, the game from, like, inside a shirt. (laughs) Because I had just, like, buried my head right inside my shirt. So that was fun. I understand. I didn't even actually watch any of Overtime because, well, A, my internet started to be weird, so my stream kind of gave out. But then also I was like, I'm a baby about this anyway, so I kind of feel like I know what's going to happen. I don't need to see it. I took the opportunity to be a wimp instead, and that's fine. I can't fault you for it. So I haven't actually seen that Overtime goal yet. Nor have I. (laughs) Um, At some point I will watch it, but... Do I need to? I know what happened. Um, It deflected off of, well, first of all, there was a turnover, King Zone, and then it deflected off of Slava Voinov's stick into the goal. Patrick Marlowe gets um, the credit for it, and apparently he's done that a lot, scoring overtime goals, and like heading into the overtime, Kings were zero for four against the Sharks in OT in the playoffs, so it's not like... People, like historically there was a lot to root for but at the same time and they went in and they had a lot of pressure the Kings had all of the shots on goal until that one Sharks shot which I think I feel like I'm gonna feel bad about this later but I feel like that indicator with the goal that they got to start the game the Sharks which was really fluky and lucky and the, this overtime goal I feel like it's just an indicator like it's just not the Kings year like they're they're just not getting the luck that they need and I feel like any winning team has to be lucky on top of being talented yep that's very true they had a ton of pressure there was a great uh Jeff Carter to Tyler to Foley uh chance Mike Richards had some great Mike Richards of all people had some great stick handling um to pass it to Gabrick who Niami ended up saving the the shot and uh I thought that the pressure was going to lead somewhere and um, it didn't, unfortunately. And it was just, yeah, it was just unlucky. Just, yeah, exactly. Just like the first shot. It was just like a weird whiff on a Brent Burns shot, and it went in. And it So the game started, or ended the way it started. Which is like really weird. And it's frustrating, luck. because after the garbage games that the Kings have played the last two games, they put in some real effort this game. Like, it was a good game. It was an exciting game. It was a, most of all, it was a competitive game. You know, it wasn't just a bowling over of the Kings by the Sharks. So uh, I had hope for it, and hope is very dangerous and terrible, because now I'm upset. (laughs) I think if this had been their effort in Game 1, everybody would be feeling a lot more positive about it. But because they had those two horrible efforts 
in games one and two, this one I think probably feels worse to fans because it's like, all right, so now they actually come to play and they get so close and then they have it snatched away from them by just some like not getting the right balances or something like that. So that's um, unfortunate for the Kings. And they had like two power play goals. Like they were trying so yeah. hard. <laughs> oh. Marion Gabrick okay, so single-handedly, actually- uh, you know, got a goal for them. Like, come on. Yeah, that's what that's what I was going to say. Like actually because I like at this point nobody's expecting them to win this series. If it happens, it will be a legit miracle and we'll all cheer for it. But if you're expecting them to win the series at this point, you're probably crazy and I respect you. <laughs> Shine on you crazy diamond. But they're not going to win it. So, I would like to focus on the positives of this game because I actually feel like there were plenty of things that were very exciting to me. Number one being like that Gabbert goal, which was amazing. He skates like 170 feet of ice and then pots a goal on his own. It was awesome. I think someone said that Gabrick like turned on his video game cheat codes and just like, do, 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 I'm going to score a goal now. That was like some Drew Daddy shit right there. Of course, again, we would have all liked to see that kind of effort from the Kings' top players in games one and two, but it was nice for it to show up here. Also, Drew Doughty, who got hurt, who was held by a player at some point and then got checked and hurt his shoulder again, and people were like, oh no, is he going to be out? But he comes back, racks up two points at least, I think, so he has a multi-point game tonight, despite probably not playing 100%. I'm I'm interested to see what is wrong with him, and we'll probably find out on, like, you know... Friday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what is actually wrong with him? Because uh, that's, it's kind of strange. There were a lot of like weird, I don't know, injuries, a lot of weird things happening in this entire series, actually. I was also really excited to see Jeff Carter get a goal. Like he's had some great efforts, um, some great assists, I should say, like banking the puck off Lewis because that's just like a thing you do sometimes. Because Lewis isn't a player that is going to make a shot. It's just like, hey, Lewis, stand there and I'm going to do something awesome. Be where I need you to be and then we'll make something happen. So he's had a, some some great moments like that, but it was great to see him get a goal. And actually this one, this time it was a tip in from him off of an awesome shot from Andre Kopitar to initially put the Kings ahead 3-2 early in the third period um, and give them an opportunity to win. Of course, we know how it turned out, but it it was an awesome moment. It was, I, I mean, it was a good effort by the Kings. You can't really fault this game. It was a bad bounce. And if, if this was the first game of the series, you know, who cares? If this is the second game of the series, who cares? But it's the third. Um, and they're already down two. So it's, uh, it's, it's too little, too little, too late. Yeah. But again, I'm not sad about it. I'm just keep talking about the things that made me happy. So... The other thing that made me happy, actually, was that Mike Richards actually seemed to be kind of awake, and I think a huge part of that is the fact that he was back on the fourth line, probably where he should have been this entire series, to continue to get him away from Joe Thornton as much as possible, but he finally seemed even just slightly more engaged, generated four or five shots, I think, in the game. I'd have to look it up again. I'm sorry, I'm a waste, because this all just happened, but um, he had quite a few shots five shots he had five shots on goal tonight so uh great effort for mike richards and uh compared to the rest of his season <laughs> that's true and um a second game playoff or a second playoff game for tanner pearson uh which who i was very awesome. who looked amazing and had a super one of his shots i mean he only took a couple he obviously didn't uh see i mean he saw quite a bit of ice time but not a ton um 
had like a great speedy shot um, where he just like, you know, booked it down the ice that I really thought was going to go in and I would have been really pleased about it, but um, it didn't happen. But otherwise, his, his play looked great and I'm glad that he was dressed. I'm glad that me yelling from the rooftops worked. Yeah, he should have been in all of the games, first of all. But he had a shift, I think, in the first period where he managed to protect the puck in a couple different times because there was like a guy on him the whole time and then still managed to get a shot on goal, hit like the one of his two that he had. It was great. I loved the effort from him. I love his speed. I also have to now talk about, well, two people. Um... But I'll talk about Jared Stoll a second. But because we're talking about rookies, I have to talk about Tyler Toffoli because his no-look pass Mm -hmm. to Jared Stoll on that power play triangle was so great. I loved it. That was that was super good looking. He played very well. Um, I loved how kind of uh, not physical, but like vaguely assholeish he played. Uh, Just just kind (laughs) of like getting on the nerves of some of the sharks just a little bit, like after the whistle blows, just kind of jostling him a bit. Or there was a point that Carter, like, off of a face-off, Carter was kind of, like, jousting with a person and from behind Tyler Toffoli just, like, got his stick all up in some Sharks player. And, uh, yeah, that was nice for me, too. As as well as being uh, an excellent, you know, skilled hockey player. Just being kind of a jerk, too. I liked it. I would enjoy it if he decided to make pestiness a part of his game. I don't think he necessarily needs to, but I think it could add an interesting dynamic (laughs) to Tyler Toffoli. People were talking today about that's one of the most frustrating things about a player like Brad Marchand, where he He's a good hockey player. Yeah, he's an annoying player on the ice, but he's also really skilled. So if the Kings could have a player like that, I wouldn't be mad at it. They don't have to, but I wouldn't be angry about it. Yeah, that'd be fine. If that person was Tyler Toffoli, though. <laughs> it would be hilarious also, so That's why That's, like, vaguely laughable, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that'd be pretty funny. The only, I guess, the downside, though, to Toffoli and Carter or whatever is they ended up being minus two in the game. So even though they had some great moments on the ice, they were also on the ice for some of the defensive breakdowns, including that tying goal where Quick saved, like, three shots. And then finally, um, on the fourth one, uh, Tomas Hurdle puts it in the net. That shouldn't happen, guys. Not in the third period of the game. And Jeff please. Carter was standing right there. You know, it's just one of those yeah. things. It was a, a scrum in front of the net, and he just couldn't put, like, a solid stick on it and was half a second too late to, to go after the puck and so swept it out from behind the goal line, unfortunately. And I know I said I was going to talk about positives, but I just remembered another thing that I hated about this game. His name is Robin Regeer. You waste <laughs> Just way to just completely negate and waste that beautiful Gabrick goal by knocking down Jonathan Quick in his own crease and allowing uh, Matt Nieto to score a goal. Why? Why would you do this to me? And then, like, on the next shift, or, like, within the next minute, he's trying to defend somebody and then accidentally, like, loses where he is and kind of, I don't know, I was like, somebody please get that elderly man off the ice. I feel so uncomfortable. (laughs) Uh, there were a lot of Robin Regeer gaffes that ended up being replayed. One where um, I think Jim Fox is being really nice about it, being like, well, he, he like didn't really have to see, or like, he shouldn't have had to see the stick, or he couldn't have seen the stick, or whatever, but it was just like a bad pass that created uh, a kind of almost turnover, turnover right in front of uh, Jonathan Quick. 
And uh, I was like, oh, Robin Regeer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, brutal. So that was terrible from him. What else? Oh, oh, I didn't. I mentioned Jared Stoll's goal, but I feel like in general, Jared Stoll had a pretty great game with, of course, the exception of that very late penalty. Luckily for him, they didn't lose the game in regulation. So it wasn't his fault that they lost the game. Yeah. But um, that penalty was done, but otherwise, I really liked the effort from him. We were talking a little bit about that during the game. Yeah, uh, I always forget every single game. I forget what a great hitter uh, Jarrett Stoll is. Like I always just think of him as kind of like your basic forward, but he can produce some excellent hits, some bone crunching hits, if you will. And uh, he was in top form, uh, nine hits, team high, and a goal, and a goal. He was blocking some shots tonight. He, yeah, he had a pretty good game, that Jared Stoll. Like, when he's on, he can be just as exciting to watch as anybody. But I feel like, you know, the the problem is, of course, there's a lot of games where he you kind of don't notice him at all. Or he's just taking offensive zone interference penalties. <laughs> so then you're angry at Jared Stoll. He, wait, this one, this interference penalty wasn't offensive zone, wasn't in the offensive zone, right? I don't think so. I don't remember. I just remember it was stupid. Yeah, it was stupid. <laughs> because it was so late in the game. It was the worst time for that to happen. But in talking about an- another thing that I liked, but probably shouldn't have, was uh, Jonathan Quick clinking, clinging to the leg of uh, Logan Couture. Oh, yeah, that was that hilarious. Was hilarious. <laughs> I, please, like, they're so close to being knocked out. And Jonathan Quick has had such a terrible series. This is going to wreck his playoff numbers his career playoff numbers, before they get knocked out, whether it's next game or if they manage, manage to win next game, if it's in San Jose, just right before it happens, just hit somebody. I hope personally, if I could, you know, choose which Sharks player it would be, it would be Mike Brown. Oh, I was just, just about to face. say that because uh, Mike Brown once again ran into Jonathan Quick this game. So I was like, yeah. someone's going to get hit. Just punch him right in the face. <laughs> just do it. Why not? You have like a whole summer to, you know, for let people get over it or whatever, or not get over it. I don't know. Who cares? But for me, I would enjoy it. I'm just gonna, you know, I just want to bring this up constantly because <laughs> I really want to will it into the world. We just want to see Quickie fight someone. Yeah, that was a funny moment, him holding on to Logan Couture, because it was so blatant. I'm surprised that it didn't get called. It's funny that you say that, because as we are recording, I just have, like, Twitter on the background, like, behind a window, and uh, it's updating, and the gif of Jonathan Quick just, like, clinging to his leg <laughs> is playing in the background. And it's funny, because J- Logan Couture is, like, hopping away, but Jonathan Quick has still got him. The best part is when uh, Couture just kind of, like, throws his arms up a little bit, like, I can't, wh- I can't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> is anybody seeing this? Like, somebody, <laughs> please help? One of the hits that I liked, well... Probably one of the funniest hits, I guess, was the fact that Jeff Carter, occasionally he'll break out like a really great hit just to prove that he can, I guess. He had a good one tonight. But the funniest hit for me was Dustin Brown checking <laughs> Jason Demers and him going straight through the door to the King's bench. Um, I'm glad that it was right on the door because like, I think it was a couple of months ago, maybe now, um, there was that really bad, I don't even remember the teams, I think it was like the Stars or something like that, where... The door was kind of like half open and someone got hit and like grievously injured. Um, oh, yeah. You know, getting checked into the boards. But this was just like directly through the door. It was yeah. hilarious. He was just sitting at the feet of uh, everyone on the King's bench. I really appreciated Jim Fox's commentary on the replay of it where he was like, 
talking about the rivalry a little bit, and then Dustin Brown trying to make an impact, and he's like, and then he hits him, and now uh, Demers is a king, because he's on the king's bench. Jim Fox has the best dad jokes. It is my absolute favorite. So, yeah. So, I mean, even though this game ended up not like we wanted it to, and even though the Kings are probably going to get knocked out of the playoffs very soon in a way nobody really expected, I had a lot of fun watching this game, and I don't... I mean, unlike games one and two, where I was like, they completely deserve to feel like absolute trash because they played like trash. I think tonight, I actually just feel bad for players like Voinov who were upset after the game because they put in a good effort, I thought, for the most part. Yeah, that uh, tweet from the mayor is uh, distressing to me that Voinov was so distraught over um, his like the game-winning goal being off of his stick because... That was like that was a fluky goal, you know. Mm-hmm. That wasn't his fault at all, um, and so that's a bummer. Don't beat yourself up too much, Voidoff. Not for this game, anyway. Maybe for some other games. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe for certain plays, but you know, no, this, this this part was fine. I think I'll probably feel worse tomorrow. I guess when it sinks in more that they're almost done, because I just, of course, enjoy watching the Kings play and want them to do well. But right now, I'm just like pretty good game and and honestly what it makes me feel is kind of excited even though this is like horrible to say because they're technically not out yet but it makes me excited for next season because I feel like all right now you've seen like players like Tanner Pearson should be in the lineup all the time Tyler Toffoli should be in the lineup all the time so I hope that I get to see that next season because now I'm excited about what it could mean for this team. I hope I like Marion Gabrick on this team I hope he manages to stick around somehow that would be great. So in a way, I'm kind of just like, yeah, it's bad right now, but I think um, things could be really fun next year. Our uh, winning through the playoffs couldn't last forever, you know? So yeah, it's fine. I'm slowly, like, obviously the game just ended, but I'm slowly making my peace with it. I think that's all we can ask of ourselves or anyone, really. (laughs) I think that's all I got. Is that all you have? That's all I've got. We went through the bad. We went through the good. And uh, we've come to the acceptance portion of this series, I feel like. Hopefully the Kings win one. I would like for this not to be a sweep, but if it is, then um, we will, I guess, have a longer podcast to talk about that or something. Figure it out. Um, But if not, we'll have another short one after the game on Thursday. Catch you next time. Take care of yourselves. Try not to cry too hard. (laughs) (laughs) You shouldn't do that. And we'll talk to you later. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys.